Let's go. Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 44 of Another Woodshop Podcast, proudly working with the DDDMS Foundation. <laughs> That's a little pre-show joke there. You really missed out if you weren't in the pre-show this week. Yeah. <laughs> All the proceeds from the show are We're just trying to, to help foundation. those poor kids out. They're so sweaty. All the proceeds uh, hey, from this you know show what? are going to DDDMS. Don't yep. make that claim. That's not happening. <laughs> Are there proceeds? Uh, the DDDMS. Uh. <laughs> um, hey, listen. This week's sponsor, it's actually a pretty special sponsor because they are the first sponsor that this show has ever had. And they're back. Bear Hollow Supply. And the last one. They're this back. last show. Kidding. Stop. Yeah, this is the last one. <laughs> they were the first sponsor and now they're our last yes. show, which is this show. Even though there's, we're supposed to have three more. No, a uh, big thank you to Bear Hollow Supply for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate their support. We'd appreciate it if you gave them some support too. Uh, they, like I said, they were our very first sponsor, and they uh, early on were like, "Hey, we want to support what you're doing." So we really appreciate them, uh, and they make really cool stuff. So um, I'm actually going to be using their hardware for my bed build that I'm doing. I've had it for a long time actually, but I'm finally getting to this bed build, and I'll be buying more for the other bed I'm doing. So big thank you to them. They've got really great legs. You've seen them on my feed before. The legs for their tables, uh, cast aluminum for beds, right. hardware for yeah, yeah, the cast aluminum that look like old Singer style uh, sewing machine legs. They're great. That's what it really is. Great that's stuff. the and pattern. They, I was trying to yes, like figure out the, what. I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> Pete figured it out. <laughs> it's like they look we were able annoying. to work through this with Pete. Yeah. But big thank you to them. Uh, they got a bunch of good stuff. Cabinet hardware. They've even got like direct order lumber now. Four quarter uh, like red oak, walnut, and maple, oh, nice. I believe. Don't quote me, but I believe that's correct. But Dan, did you have something you wanted to say? No, sir. You're pointing at me. Nope. Okay. Well, Pete. <laughs> yeah, you know who you else has great legs? Patreon? Yeah. Our patrons have Ooh. great legs. Oh. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I'm told. So I'm told. But huge shout out to our patrons. If you want to help support the show, please check us out on patreon.com slash under the woodshop podcast for early access behind the scenes and all the fun, uh, exciting things that we drop there. Uh, so if you want to join us again, check us out patreon.com slash under the woodshop podcast. Now, Mike, I believe we have some patrons. We got some we new do. patrons this week. Um, new patrons. We got some new patrons this week. So big. Big thank you to our patrons. Hey, all big thank you to all of our patrons, not all just the patrons. new patrons. We love you. We really do love you guys. So thank you so much. Uh, we joined the family this week is Brian Gwilliam. Uh, that is how it's written out, and I've seen it everywhere on the internet. It's Brian I've Gwilliam. always thought I just that is to Brian G. William. I did no. too, but it's on here. I see it everywhere as Brian is Gwilliam. Is so silent? It's no, it's actually double emphasized. It says right here. It's Brian <laughs> G. William. So. <laughs> No, Brian, thank you for uh, joining the family. His email is at prodigy.net. That's bonkers. That's old what? school. Um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's, um, and then Kevin Kramer. Big thank you to Kevin Kramer for joining. And Nicholas, I won't say your whole name. I don't want to give the whole thing away. So big thanks to Nick. Really appreciate you, uh, the three of you, joining is, the family. And, is there uh, like some big us. secret with his name? 
No, it's got, I don't. It'll give away his whole email. I don't want to say. I don't know what his his Instagram account is if he has one. I don't want to say too much information. I feel bad. I don't want to like give out people's full emails and stuff. All right. All his right. email is Daniel Dunlap Woodworks at AOL. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford AOL. Ah, uh, it's too pricey. <laughs> And all that price. beeps and clicking noises. He just keeps getting so, those, those seven-day trial DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, hey, you know, that's it, I think, right? What do we do now? We go right into our... Uh, what's on the Good bench, show, guys? What's on my bench? Let me look at my notes. Yeah, let's uh, let's what's on my bench. And Because Dan said he doesn't know. Let's go into Dan first. Dan, what's on your bench? Uh, you think I know. We've, we've done this for 44 weeks now. <laughs> 44 weeks. Um, that's kind of crazy. It's, that is crazy. It's kind of yeah. nuts. I believe that's 70 months. Is that the Go math? On? Nope. I don't know. <laughs> I'm currently working on a teak shower floor. I've been I've been uh, talking about this, I feel like, for the last six months. You have been. Mm-hmm. I've been eluding Starting to notice to a trend. <laughs> Walnut desk, teak shower floor. I've been eluding to it for the last several months. But I'm starting to finally work on it. Um, my client has had some design changes in their basement where this is going. So the the project I've had has been on hold until the, the basement has been finalized. And that has uh, come to fruition as of New Year's Eve, I think. And she finally she finally messaged me and said, hey, we're ready. Let's do this. And I was like, yes, finally. So I've been working on that. Um, I did like 250 dado cuts on my table saw. Mm. That wasn't for a cutting board. No. No. No, that's a weird weird thing to do. Cutting board dados. (laughs) It's that juice groove. It's all dados. It's a super deep juice groove. So I've been working on that. I need to put it together yet. I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little nervous. Tika uh, Tika is expensive. You guys, it's crazy expensive. I got it yeah, on it a is. deal at twenty dollars a board foot. And Woot. It, no. Woot.com. They're plussing out all their. <laughs> It was like off brand. It was spelled with a Q. Yeah, T T A Q U E. No, uh, I got it. I oh, got it from a, a local woodworker who has a, a a ton of it. I don't know where he got it from, but it's all like sort of reclaimed. And it's normally you just like stained alder. You just got ripped off. <laughs> it's not. He rubbed carnauba oil all over it. I so promise it's, it's not. <laughs> But normally it's like twenty nine dollars a board foot here in Omaha, and I got it for twenty. Mm, I so. believe it, but that's still crazy expensive. I mean, the amount of teak I got, it's still like eight hundred dollars my cost. That's so crazy. It's wow. insane. And this uh, shower floor I'm making is uh, seventy inches by forty seven inches, so it's big. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, that's a party shower. Shower right? it's is bigger than some people's shower. shops. <laughs> They could have a dance party in there. Actually, that, for a fact, I know that is probably that's a larger shower than uh, JV Woodworks Woodshop. That's, he has that, that seems, that seems seventy weird. inches. That seems weird. It's, 
No, it's a it's a tiny space. That seems it's like really what your, weird that you would know that. Mike, like what your table saw and outfit table are, that's his shop. Wow. Yeah. The man does Alrighty. wonderful work. I mean, I, yeah, I think at a certain point you can't just call everything a shop, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just his closet, yeah. like his pantry, right? <laughs> call my bathroom the shop. I do it's work in there. my shoe closet. It's my shop. <laughs> Poor Jake. Shoe closet shop. <laughs> we love Jake. I love Jake. I do too. He's good people. You gonna do anything, Dan? Like throw it? Or yeah. Oh no, I'm still talking. Dead air. No, I'm still talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were slamming yeah. alcoholic beverages. I was curious what was happening. It was just an apple juice. Um. <laughs> so not, not only am I doing that, but I'm also uh, refinishing a desk, an old writing desk. Mm-hmm. It's a solid cherry writing desk. I've I've actually had my brother come over and uh, sand everything for me because I do not want to sand that much. Outsourcing. I mean, it's got these really Love intricate, it. like, claw feet on it, and... Didn't you use a Dremel? <laughs> oh, yeah. We used the Dremel, oh, God. and I, I bought some, like, specific, like, little sandy discs for it. He did it. It took him three days, but it looks great. And what else? I think... Oh, I have to, I have to work on a picture frame for a client. I started working on that. I made it. And I left my garage door open overnight, and my glue went bad, and I didn't realize it. My glue went bad, and I glued the picture frame together with with that glue, and uh, just exploded. As soon as I took it out of clamps, it was like it was in clamps for like four or five hours. As soon as I took it out of clamps, fell apart. It literally, it literally fell apart. Literally. You, you left a garage door open all night? Yes. I don't live cool. in Jersey, dude. I live in Nebraska. Uh, I forgot. Wait, you're the yeah. one that lives in Nebraska? Yeah, me. I always get you two mixed up. Yeah. I yeah. Right. <laughs> but actually, uh, Nick Brim, who's a listener, he lives I've a block from me. He's at, a customer of mine. As we found out. And so he can like walk over here anytime. <laughs> and we hang out. And he's like, hey, you in the shop? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm coming over with a beer. Sweet. It's a, that's a good friend. Right? So <laughs> he friend. comes over. We're talking. I take it out of clamps, and it just falls apart. Like right Check out the sweet frame I made. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it just falls apart right there. I'm like, ah, it's the glue. It's not the gaps. This has never happened before. <laughs> it's not the gaps in the miners. Not, not to quote half the comments section, but it, it would movement. Shut up. <laughs> that's all i got pete go on hey, uh, with Dan, your wood i kind of want to shout you out well hang on i want to shout you out for the fact that like you made it man you've got sh- you've got help in the shop now like well, i got a little bit of actually help. i know but still like you know you're I don't paying know someone I... outsourcing someone to work well, i'm there's... not i'm not paying him my brother owes me i'm not paying him <laughs> fair there's a life debt that is being the irs listens to this the irs I'm Calm not paying down. him. I can't legally, under the entity that I have, pay him. What are you talking about, Pete? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying him uh, any money. I'm yeah, giving him coffee the, and steaks. You don't see that, like the chain running from his leg in the videos. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So me. Well, since Dan took so long, I'm gonna cut down all the things I did in the show. I never take long on what's on my bench. I'm kidding. I have nothing on my bench. I, I actually got more got. to say. Well, go ahead. You want to know? I ordered a C and C. You know, whatever. Don't, why would you skip that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm throwing it back to Dan. Dan, what were you saying? I ordered a C and C. 
Nice. Wow. Right? Wait, did you like, do you, you know what a CNC is though, right? Like you don't just order. Like, it's a, uh, I don't know. What does it stand for? rumors of what it does. I don't know what it does. I just what thought. Is, what does CNC stand for, Dan? Uh, country. Uh-oh, okay. careful. National. Ooh, uh, it's getting very I just got bad words in my head. I can't. I don't know. And moving on. <laughs> it's very exciting. I'm, I'm so, so stoked. Excited. Wait, which one did you go with? Uh, I know, one but I'm excited actually. For... Ooh, nice. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Those look that's, solid. Uh, that's the one that, that Jeff from Two Moose has. He was on our show is. a couple episodes back. So you can go At least to that. 10. Has it been 10 already? It's, it wasn't December for sure. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> We're old. We're old dudes. We're veterans. We're aging with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered the Onefinity, and from everything that I'm reading, and according to the Onefinity website, it's going to be two months to four months before it gets here. So it's gonna be Oof. gonna be some time. That soon, huh? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> be quick. It gives you time to prep. I mean hopefully you'll start the uh teak shower floor by then. I've already started it. Oh yeah, I'll finish it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's not gonna be finished. I don't then. like you. Well you got another tool this week too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. A buddy of mine brought me a brand new drill press. Oh, yes. I mean it yep. it's a nice very cool. It's a nice little drill press. It's It's uh, very nice of someone to bring you that. Yeah, yeah. They just brought it to me because they know that they saw your old one. <laughs> I've been dealing with the, <laughs> I've been dealing with the uh the the time what what is our show title? The little baby the the tiniest little, little ti- drill press. tiniest little wind tiniest drill press. Wind drill press. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using that. So they brought me uh, the best big drill press that Menards provides. What's the brand name? Master Force. With a name like that, you can't go wrong. So is, is it like an anime? Like what? Yeah. Okay. Stop. <clears throat> Next, Pete. Continue. Hey. Yeah. No. Uh, I actually had a. Uh, I was slammed with work uh, the entire week. I was working afternoons this week. I actually just clocked out a little bit ago. Yay. Uh, but I have been slammed and busy and getting caught up with stuff because apparently taking a, a couple of days off and going away uh, doesn't mean that the business stops. It, there things still need to be done. So Explain. I actually had a I, apparently when you leave, the orders keep coming in and things still need to get are done. You, are you, you saying that you left? Done. Where'd you go? Oh Yeah, I left for. Oh, well, I talked about this last week, but we went away to Pennsylvania for for three days and it was lovely. I am, however, getting very upset with a Pennsylvania post office. We we had a bunch of packages that we wanted to ship out, and we were like, "All right, let's just go to PA. We'll find a post office and drop them off in there." We dropped. We walked into the post office, placed them on the table, walked out, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, leave them right here." They're yet to update. It's been over a week. They're yet to update on the website, which means I have five or six packages that are probably just lost in shipment. Thanks, USPS. First time I really hate you. So that that's sucks, extra dude. fun. Yeah, that definitely sucks. So I'm going to re- be reaching out to the customers this week and be like, hey, did you get your package? Because it shows me that you did it. Remember how you paid me? He paid me money. And, uh, <laughs> Funny story. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Um, yeah, so that really sucks. I was really upset because it wasn't even like I put it in like a mailbox or like we've talked about in the past, uh, having a mailman not scan it. We phys- literally placed it on a bench in front of a teller at or whatever they're called at the post office. So 
That doesn't uh, guarantee yeah. anything. Those people don't care. Those people don't care. They probably just went, they just brushed it off the counter onto right. the floor. This is in my way. <laughs> this is in my way. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. That sucks, um, dude. Aside from that, all I've had time to do in the shop this week is uh, organize, clean stuff out. I threw out a ton of scrap wood. I went I went full Rusty and Mike Coffee on Dan's shop, but my edition, where I just threw out all these scraps that I had and just they all went to the fire firewood pile. And I have about really? two giant barrels of wood to burn. It's called going Crofmer. Crofmer? It's Kramer and Coffee. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, it's going Crofmer on your oh, I get it. off cuts. I get it. Oh, <laughs> wait. People didn't know Rusty's last name was Kramer. Now they can look him up and go to his house and smell his hair. Bang him. <laughs> Bang him. What him? <laughs> Bang him. Oh. <laughs> no, not like the search engine. It's a, it's a sex move. It's a thing he's wait, into. <laughs> so you take no, a festival this podcast is getting re-rated. Never mind. We're going to talk about it later. Uh, but all I really got to do is just clean out the shop. I got a couple of projects uh, cleaned up. I had some boards that got sold on Etsy, so I just finished them up and got them out the door. Like I said, I got slammed with 3D printing orders, which was kind of nice. That's awesome. I got to make that paper, but it keeps me away from woodworking, which is kind of a bummer because I have some projects that I really want to work on. You're going to get a ton um, of those uh, track saw Thank you, Dan. <laughs> and thank you, Mike, for always shouting out stuff when I send you uh, junk. Legally required to. Legally required. They're sponsored I all the by stuff you send me. I love it. I know. I you. felt bad when I switched out from DeWalt over to Festool because you shot, shot me so many of those DeWalt things. Well, guess what? I made Festool stuff just for you. I know. Yeah. And they're great. I have them all over my shop. Check they're episode fantastic. 32 through 35. A lot of pressure from Mike. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what? I said, check episodes 32 through 35. A lot of pressure from Mike. <laughs> um, but I, I And I made a, a fun little organizer for... I, I have these... Uh, Harbor Freight. Yep. <laughs> I made a little organizer for all my shake weights. I'm a huge collector. <laughs> These organized cases for, for rustic uh, shake Freight. weights. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I said. No, don't. I got to get a pen and paper. <laughs> Anyways. I'm writing it down, Dan. Thank you. I have these organizers that I got from Harbor Freight. And I've been using them a lot, but I don't have a good way to store them. So I just made a whole drawer set or cabinet for them. So I can, again, I'm doing a thing. <laughs> Stop. Um, that's pretty much it. That's literally the only project I got done this week, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But I released some new products on Etsy, uh, some CNC corner clamps. So that was fun. Uh, anyways, Mike, what's going on with you, man? Uh, just some shop stuff this week. Um well, I'll kind of go through. So I made an, a new offcut shelf. It is super ugly. I don't. I do not like it at all. It will Agreed. not be staying. It's very ugly. But it, it works for now. You I made just it need to easy get those. to remove. Yeah, it's super easy to remove on purpose. I do not like it. It's. It, I don't like. I just needed to get those things out of my way for now. They're just in my way. I need them out of my way. If so. only you knew a furniture maker to make some shelves. I'm, I got. A, I've got an ad out on Craigslist. So I'm going to meet some dude behind a Kmart. See if you can make me one. <laughs> but um, the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's done, and then I made that. I made that little um, that I don't want to say hose hole, but the uh, <laughs> vacuum hose hole for the uh, for the miter saw, the one that we discussed on before the show last week, Pete. I made that thing. That thing works great. Vacuum hose hole shop title. Yep. Title. <laughs> and then I <clears throat> I made this uh, on my CNC. I carved out this tool holder for all my my like markup and layout tools, and uh, 
I really like that thing a lot. It it's out- the most baller overkill thing I have it's ever so seen, overkill. and I, I love, love you for making it. <laughs> it's, I love it. It's so it's cool. It's so cool. I just got the finish on it today, and um, bougie. it's super cool. Huh? Bougie. It is bougie. It's really bougie, but it looks good, and it's got – I've got – the problem with when I move shops, like when I put my CNC in here, I've got all my hand tools in this hand tool cabinet. Well, they're away from my workbench where I need all my hand tools for markup and stuff, so I'm trying to get everything on a wall behind my workbench. And uh, it's just a much better setup. I'm going to make a new hand plane till and a saw till over there. And um, I got – I ordered a while ago from Benchcrafted their Moxon Vice, like mini Moxon oh, Vice nice. setup. I ordered them. They've been in a box. So I'm going to start working on my little bench top bench. It's inspired by um, uh, by Matt over at Shapeshifter. He has he yes. has a really nice Moxon, Moxon bench top bench. So um, – I'm gonna use that for because I when you're doing dovetail, I want to get finally spend time doing dovetails. Not like I think you need to know dovetails for woodworking, but for myself, I want to know how to do hand cut dovetails. So you haven't um, CNC, they can they can cut that for you, right? Yeah, but I want to do it for me. Yeah. Um, so I I got every time I've done them in the past, like when I was like really like getting into the nitty gritty with them, I'm just leaning over a lot and it hurts my back. So I got this. Uh, I I'd ordered that bench crafted set a long oh, while back. Probs. Got you. Yep. So I can, throw, I can throw it on my bench. It'll raise up my piece and I can work on it there. So I'm looking forward to building that. I'm going to start that soon. Um, I um, – oh, I cleaned up the coffee – our coffee table. I've ordered all – well, actually, I haven't gotten confirmation on the orders. I need to follow up on that. But I've got the bases – the information over for the bases for the coffee tables that I'm making. And I was telling you guys about that table – that I, or that those two slabs that I flattened, and I thought that I'd probably be seeing those slabs again. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm doing her table, so <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, they came I'm, back. Yeah. No, they never left. She actually ended up leaving them here, and never they never left. So hashtag job, secu- job security. Just start yeah, charging so, her storage fees now. At this point. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> it's cool. I'm excited to help her out because I just didn't, they're beautiful slabs. I don't want her to. They're hers, so if they leave the shop and she, it's whatever she can do, whatever she wants with them. They're hers, but I, I was like, hey, listen, I'd really hate for these to uh, get ruined. <laughs> so if you'd like me to price it up, I'll give you my price for different things. So she's got some. We're still working on the pricing on things because we might be adding a third panel in between the slabs because she doesn't like how wide they are for a table. Yeah. Oh, she wants them wider. She, so it's only twenty nine inches wide for the coffee or for the dining Ooh. table. And she doesn't think that's wide enough for a dining table, so she wants to add like she wants it to basically be at three feet. Ebony. Oh, I so, thought you glued it already. Ebony. No, I haven't glued it. Oh, okay. It's still ebony. Did you say ebony? <laughs> yes. Mm. Like that'd be so like, nice. Add an ebony um, yes, plank in the center. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just a just a perfectly dimensioned random ebony plank in the center. Yes. It's a seventy three thousand dollar table. No, the uh, <laughs> so there's that and. Um, I got all the insulation in for the for the loft the other day. That's all up there. I'm gonna definitely be up there installing insulation tomorrow. But I'm also working on this video for uh, for Home Depot for YouTube. So I'm actually gonna be having content hitting my Instagram for that over the next. I've got two posts I got to do with them on there, and then I got to get the YouTube video out. So, um, going on that, and that's pretty much been my week. Um, nice. It's been kind of a stressful week for some reason. I'm not really sure why. It's been busy sorry, with dude. work, and it's all right. Um, but yeah. Excited to be in here all day tomorrow and not have any distractions of my day job. It's going to be really nice. Um, Very cool. I think that's it. We should probably jump into the hundreds of questions we have this week. Hundreds. We actually have a bunch. Hundreds. 
Well, we have at least 13 or maybe even 12. Who knows? Well, it's two over a maker's dozen. What? Exactly. 11. A maker's dozen is 11. Oh, is that? <laughs> never forget that. 13 questions. Um, Hashtag never forget. Never forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at Dan's so mad right now. Make, maker lives uh, So this first Stop. question is from Adrian. <laughs> it's actually a two-parter. So I'm going to play both. Hold on a second here. Two-parter. Barely newer. Right now. Hey guys, it's Adrian here from Hickory Homestead Creations. And my question for you guys this week was, um, just in curiosity, do you guys go back and like all of your videos and posts and stuff like to boost your, I know it's just by like one, but I was just curious. Like, I mean, I don't, but do people do that? I just had to know. And before I forget, I did want to bring up, can you explain what the difference of plywoods is like? I don't mean like what is plywood versus a two by four. I mean, like what are the different types of plywood that you should build with furniture versus like, you know, sheathing as I've seen it called or underlayment or Luan or Moana. I mean, can you explain this for some of us new folk over here? You know, virgin thanks. Pete. Uh, so no, I'm not a loser. I don't go through and like my old posts. What Oof. I do is I send the posts to my other two accounts, uh, including another wish out podcast. And then I make sure to save and like in those, uh, accounts and then I send them to the other accounts. So it looks like the, the post is getting shared to a bunch of people and getting all these random likes. No, I, I don't like my own posts. It's mostly out of, you know, I don't go back and like them, but I also in the beginning don't want to look like that like i'm like oh i have no likes let me like it i don't know i just never i got in the habit of never liking my own posts because i thought it was tacky when i was little but now i guess it wouldn't make it doesn't make a difference because we're larger accounts uh but yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with it i mean i guess you can save it if you have another account go through and show engagement it technically shows up as a like and a view and stuff so i guess it doesn't hurt and um and I'm serious, I have a personal account and I will go through and like like my own stuff because I'm sad. Uh, as for the uh, the actual the differences in the plywood, I'll be quick with it. But uh, do you want to do your research on plywood because there's a lot of different choices. Everything from construction grade to like uh, the sides of the plywood. You'll actually see AA plywood, AB plywood. Dan, uh, AA plywood is not like a drinking problem plywood. It's like regular. It's just two good sides. Like so the, the grade of the plywood face, I'm sorry, I drink too. I love it. But the the <clears> faces are actually, once you get into furniture grade plywood, they are graded on a side. Um, so you'll have like the show side and then the not so show side. And then there's the actual cores of the plywood. So it's really, it's almost too much to talk to talk about in like one quick answer. But uh, <clears> do your research on the, the faces and just because it's a cheap piece of plywood, if it looks good, you're probably going to have a ton of voids in it. You're you're losing that. If it's cheaper piece against another piece, you're probably paying for something else. And it may, usually is quality of the inside of the uh, the plywood. And if the edge is important, look into getting something like multiply, often referred to as that. Uh, it's the one that has like, I want to say like 10 layers inside usually has no voids in it and it's really nice to make uh plywood furniture uh mike you you do some plywood projects you probably have some good input on this nope nope dan no i'm just kidding no uh for so for sheathing she asked about sheathing so sheathing actually has a lot of sheer strength and it's for exterior skin of buildings 
Uh, she, it's like for the, what you would put on the outside of a house or a shed. So like when you build, like when we were building my shed, when you build any building, if you just have the two by fours, it can move around a lot. It'll shake even with the two by fours. But as soon as you put that exterior sheathing on, it won't shake anymore. It keeps things from moving from side to side. That's the shear force. So that's what sheathing is for. Um, but yeah, Pete went on most of the plywood stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of different grades of plywood. If you're not cutting into a piece of plywood, like on my walls here, um, I have this pre-finished ply and it was pretty good price. Um, obviously I got it from Macbeth. So the pricing there is always amazing. <laughs> Wink. But, um, the, uh, <clears throat> but if you cut into this stuff, it's actually got, you know, a pretty good amount of voids. But so because I didn't, I was using it to panel up my walls. It's perfect. It looks really nice. But when there's, and I'm looking at some edge grain here, edge grain, the edge of some of the boards here, <laughs> edge grain and this plywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's some voids in there. So, but it, Overall is good stuff still. So if you're not cutting a lot into the piece, that cheaper stuff can be just fine. But if you start cutting into it and you've got a lot of voids, it looks like crap. Um, so money, it's worth spending money on plywood if you need it to uh, be a nice piece. Dan? Oh, oh, the liking thing. I legit, I don't like any of my own stuff. But if I'm on my personal account and my post comes up, I do follow myself. I will like it if it comes up. If I'm on the podcast account and I'm doing something over there to like take care of some stuff, if my post comes up, uh, I'll like it and save it. I don't comment, but I'll like and save. Saving <laughs> helps a lot if you're trying to be uh, help people in the community. Liking and saving is the big things for yeah. sure. Uh, Dan? I like and save all my posts on my woodworking account and my personal account because I don't care. I enjoy my stuff. <laughs> That's why I post it. I like it. It's fantastic. I'm quite, great. I'm Fantastic. quite entertaining, and I enjoy it. <laughs> Whatever, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with what Pete said on the plywood stuff. Uh, you, poor Dan, we're just throwing shade at Dan right now. <laughs> You're stupid and you smell bad. Answer the plywood question. <laughs> um, I like Dan. I love Dan. You gotta pay attention to the, so like. Plywood is graded by ABCD, and that is the face grain uh, grade, ABCD. So if you want like a good face grain grade, you want A, and the the second number is the edge grain or the filler material grade, which is, so you want like an A1, that's going to be uh, a great face grain plus a non-void filler grade. So if you want if you want to like build furniture out of this stuff, you you want like an A1 or an A2. That'll that'll give you the less the least amount of voids in the plywood. However, like Mike is saying, if you're using it just for sheathing, um you want to look for the sheathing grade plywood and and things of that nature. So it it behooves you quite a bit to do a little research. You're not going to get the best answer out of us for that. I mean, this could be like a, a full episode. I feel like on just plywood to give you some input. Like I literally, I, I teach a wood selection and grading class that I've taught in the past at my school. And this is a two hour class. Yeah. And plywood is like 45 minutes of it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. Anyways, well, next let's question. move to the next question. <laughs> Let, let's move along in the clip here. This next one's from Andrew Deering from STL Deering Designs. Hey guys, it's Andy Deering from STL Deering Designs. I had a quick question for you. I'm getting ready to put together a bunch of drawer boxes this weekend, and I'm curious, what's your preferred method of drawer box creation? Is it rabbits, dados, dovetails? Just curious. Thanks, guys. I'll go first real quick. Um, my preferred method is rabbits. Uh, if I'm in a hurry, I will just, I'll do pocket holes. Um, today, actually, I cut out a very nice box on my CNC, and I will probably start using that method for boxes in the future. Um, if I, you know, it's not the prettiest looking box, but for shop boxes, I'll definitely use my CNC in the future. It came out really nice and I'm really happy with it. So, uh, but my absolute preferred method is rabbits because it's just so strong. You could throw that thing uh, off a building and it'd be fine. Dan, what about you? I agree with the mic. My preferred method is rabbits, but I also like to throw in uh, like a through domino just for the extra sheer strength. Uh, if you're if you're gonna do like a a drawer, you have to have that strength on the outside of the drawer itself. So I think a through domino adds that extra bit of strength. And, and quite honestly, I like the way it looks. Pete, yep. Uh, for me, it's uh it's the least desired look, but pocket holes because I think in drawer front or drawers you can actually hide it really well. Uh, obviously, some glue in there too, but if you do. Uh, pocket holes on the short ends, you know, it's tucked away in the back. You don't actually see it until you take the drawer fully out of the slides. And the front section is usually hidden by the front face of the the, the, the drawer, drawer that you're actually going to put in there. And unless I'm, I really want to make it look <clears throat> like it's, you know, nice, like some kind of, uh, what is it, finger joints on the sides. Like if I want that look, yes, I'll go with that usually. Finger joints because they're easy to do on a table saw. But otherwise, I'm just going pocket holes because that's the quickest. Yeah, I actually bought a a box joint jig so I could start doing those for like really nice furniture in our houses or in our house. So that's why I bought multiple houses. Must be nice. Mm, Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, in our house, (laughs) one house in our rooms of our house. Um, Houses. Uh, This next question is from. We're moving right along. We got a lot of questions here. Uh, The next question is from Chad Hibbs. I don't know why it says MGM Wine and Spirits. I'm assuming Chad was getting some drinks when he called in the question. (laughs) Hey, guys. uh, My question this week is related to woodworking, sort of. Um, I recently listed an old tool on Facebook Marketplace, something that I no longer use. And one of the first responses I got was, uh, hey, I think this is uh, listed a little too high. What's the lowest price you'll go? Now, this is a free market, and they can make an offer that I can decline you know, all they want. But this kind of response that I get pretty frequently uh, just bothers me a little bit when someone comes off right away saying, you know, what's the lowest you'll go? So, uh, you know, not exactly woodworking related, but um, I think we've all bought and sold tools, especially starting out, you know, on some of these platforms. So wanted to get your thoughts. How do you approach these situations? Uh, Look forward to hearing from you guys. And thanks a lot. Pete. I have sold more tools in Facebook marketplace than I have ex-wives. That's all I'm going to say. Technically, wow. that's true. Zero? Wow. Zero X, Y, Z. I totally get it. And we've talked about this multiple times on a podcast about the, is this still available? This is basically the other end of the stupid comment, which is, what's the lowest you'll go? It's like, don't put it on me 
to discount the value. I listed it for what it's worth. Although honestly, with Facebook Marketplace, I listed it for what I'm willing to haggle from because you know what Facebook Marketplace is. If people are just going to try to haggle you down to the lowest number. But the least you can do, that person is showing that they have not researched that tool. They don't know what it's really worth and they're not willing to really, you know, honestly, you're probably not going to sell to that person. When they res- when they send you what's the lowest you're wor- you're willing to go, send back the asking price. Yes. And don't even don't even waste your time with those people. You took my because answer. Because if because if if you're opening with that, I'm willing to to make, say, you know what, that sale is going out the window. Screw it. But that person is not getting one over on me. Offer me something. If I'm asking 200, say, "Hey, can you do 175? I'll even pick it up. Pick it up." You know what? Yes, I like you. Let's do it. Cool. That's all I got. Uh, Dan. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. If you start out the conversation with what's the lowest you'll go, I'll I'll respond back with whatever my listing price was. If you want to if yeah. you want to haggle a little bit, and if I listed it 200 bucks, offer me 175 and we'll see where we can go from there. I agree 1000% with Pete. I could have just said ditto. Mike When someone asks me what's the lowest I will go, I always say, I don't know until I hear it. Then I put it right back in their court and make them have to make an offer. That's a good one. I like that. So I so I, I always say that and then, then whenever I – they'll usually not respond back. But sometimes people will be like, what about this number? And then I just <laughs> um, – I report them to the FBI for theft and murder. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no, I – I think the FBI is if I usually put it busy right now. I don't know. Right. <laughs> if I, if I, whenever I do that though, I'll either get no answer or they'll they'll actually be forced into giving me an offer. I like and that. Usually, I like that a lot. I'm more more times than, that. More times than not, ends up being nothing. They don't offer and they never follow back. But if I say, yeah, I don't know until I hear it, they'll give me a number. So, um, <laughs> this next one, and then you say that's not it. From- I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's then the I tell lowest- them, uh, double What's it. The- <laughs> What's the lowest you'll ever go? Um, I don't know. I co-host negative a podcast fifty dollars. I co-host a podcast every week. That's the, that's the lowest of lows. The <laughs> um, this uh, next question is from Lee Omen. He's got a question about woodworking. Hey guys, it's Lee from Regal Street Woodshop. I'm cleaning up the live edges on a maple slab I'm working on, and I began to wonder. How much of this edge can I actually clean up and remove before it starts to become something I created with a sander versus the natural live edge it started out as? Um, so I guess my question would be, what's your process for cleaning live edge and how far do you take it before it becomes something completely different? Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I'll take this one. Uh, for live edge, for me, I usually hit it with my... Uh my draw knife. Oh, here's Luna. Hi, Luna. Hi, Luna. I'll hit, it with my, <laughs> I'll hit it with my draw knife if I can't get it off. I have a really old flathead screwdriver that I'll hit it with my mallet to get the um, to get the uh, bark off if it's still on there. And then usually with the draw knife, I can get a lot of that membrane that's in between the actual wood and the bark. And if not, my goal is I take my one, my my finishing sander with that has a foam backer. And I get my goal is to just get rid of that membrane so that you can see the wood. So I I take off as little wood, excuse me, as possible. So that usually means 80 grit on that foam back sander, which is a three millimeter stroke. Mm-hmm. And it will uh 
it will get me to where I need to go. So then after the 80 grit, I'll hit it with that same sander to 120 and then I take it all the way up to the grits. So I'm trying to remove as little actual wood as I possibly can. Dan, what about you? I I like to use a cut saw disc on my grinder, actually. I I feel like that. I need to get some of those. Yes, they're fantastic. And uh, they go quick, but I like to try... I, I try to follow the grain pattern or or the the line pattern of the the grain <laughs> itself. So I'm not making uh inaccurate like grooves or or whatever in the piece itself. So I, I follow the grain pattern and after that I'll I'll hit it with a, a 60 and 80 120, you know, sanding disc. A a soft padded sanding disc, like on a, a sander. Something, something that's going to follow the contours of the the edge itself. Mm-hmm. Hope that makes sense. Pete, I'm lost. I yeah. actually use a uh, a fairly heavy set, meaning like it's set fairly deep uh, spoke shave. So i I would use probably <clears throat> use a dry a draw knife for cleaning up the bark, but I still would probably go back to this spoke shave because it tends to. It's a rounded head with a straight blade on it, so you're able to actually really follow the curves of the wood. So it's only taken off the topmost layer, and it tends to keep the natural flow of the live edge fairly well. So for like any charcuterie boards that I make or any live edges that I'm making, uh, I usually follow that because because the the that is riding there literally has a reference surface, whereas a draw draw knife doesn't. And it can remove a lot more material. That might be good for bark cleanup, but I feel like a spoke shave really follows the the natural curvature of the wood and helps uh, keep it that same curvature. I have a video. I have a yeah. video of me doing what I what I explained. If it doesn't have a million views, I don't even want to see it. <laughs> I have a video that I posted when I was like sub like five or maybe even three thousand yeah, followers. I might repost that this weekend if people are listening. You're going to get a million views, aren't you? Yeah. It's going to make you angry. It's going to be great. <laughs> Drop mic. Um, this next question is from Nick Paccia. That was weird. Hey, guys. Nick from The Working Grain. I got a two-part question for you. What is your current most used jig in the shop? And part two is what is the next jig you plan to build? Thanks. Pete. <clears throat> Uh, most used jig in the shop is my uh, crosscut sled. I use it probably the most out of anything I've ever made in the shop. And the next jig I'm planning to make is, um, it's a modification to the crosscut sled. I actually just ended up taking a 45 degree, uh, piece of wood that I cut and I measured it perfectly and stapled it right onto the table, uh, the sled. Cause I was making uh Dan's favorite, his artwork mosaics. <laughs> So I needed to make cross Art. cut straight 90 cuts, but also perfect 45 cuts. And I actually want to make something that uh, might have a T-track in the, in the sled and I'll just be able to slide in or attach this match 45. I might actually might do a match fit. That's actually a good idea. And, I know. And just, I know a guy who made a good video video for it. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, penalty box. Is it, oh, is it Bruce Walbridge? <laughs> <laughs> Is it, Jesse, is it is he swan? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it's something that allows me to cut both at the same time. So just something I can attach to the side 
a little higher up on the sled and that actually ended up I, I straight up just nailed it right like uh, with a brad nailer right into my uh my sled and i used it for two days straight and it was great because i was able to make straight <clears throat> cuts and that so probably just a modification to that uh what about you dan i feel like you stole my answers i feel like you oh, i'm sorry you've broken my house and you violated me well i'm sorry you could just say like a, a tripod mount for my table saw sled no that was terrible um <laughs> The most used the most used jig in my shop is obviously the crosscut sled. However, um the one that I'm going to make next is probably a crosscut sled because the one that I have now has been <laughs> through hell and back and it needs to be redone. I don't have a whole lot of expl- explaining to do other than that. So, Mike good. Uh crosscut sled for sure, most used. Um, I want to actually make another like half crosscut sled that only uses like one miter tr- uh, track to, um, that I, I just want to have one half of it not be on the other side. Does that make sense? Like a half a half a crosscut sled? Yeah, for different things, so I can do like forty fives and stuff on there. And then uh, I need to make a sled or a jig for my laser, which is boring and hard to explain. Um, but um, what's the other thing? I, well, I guess that's it really. I have another one, but my brain is absolutely wiping right now. So, uh, it looks like Pete is also wiping right now. So we'll just jump into this next question. Oh, there it is. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> I froze. I don't know. Oh, you know what? What? We're not going into more questions right now. No, we're not. We're going uh, into this the is, giveaway. This, yeah, yeah, we exactly. haven't done that. Mr. Daniel yeah. Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks. That's why I definitely didn't get up to go to the bathroom. Is that me? Yeah. For sure. All right. First of all, <laughs> For the last several weeks, I forgot to do this first. Last week's winner was Mr. Bryce Froderman. He won the Freud Router Bits package, which was nice. a seventy-one dollars. Froderman run the Freud. I don't know why. Why are you gonna, joking? Why there. are you going to hit me with questions uh, that I can't answer right now? I don't know. Oh, I think you just answered it. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing me. All right. Giveaway. Week I threw 30. Dan into a death spiral. <laughs> giveaway. He's, twe- he's tweaking. Giveaway. Week 30 from Macbeth. Sponsored by Macbeth. 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 Did I say Macbeth enough? <laughs> this week, they're giving away a Pain Brothers premium knife supply, Damascus, and a sheath. That's like a, it's like a, 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 a knife maker's kit you can make your own knife and it's coming with a damascus blade how cool is that that's folded many many times yes. during this forging process we've given that away in the past and the results were we've we've given cool. away the knife maker kit in the past but not the damascus oh yes that's i'm cool. sorry oh, and we got a we got a few here. we got a few code word uh <laughs> we got a few code word options Number one, ladies and gentlemen, rustic shake weights. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even move the rustic. That's the winner, dude. <laughs> you haven't heard number two. Oh, I'm sorry. Kmart furniture maker. No? That's not as good as <laughs> rustic <laughs> shake weights. Come on. You really sold the first one, but the, the All second right. one, but the first one. All did. right, rustic shake weights. You need to send that to us in an email. 
to awpgiveaway at gmail.com before we record next Friday. Ooh, rules. Yeah, I feel like before, well, a lot of people don't understand that we record before every the live. We record every week on Friday evenings. You need to yep, send this to sure us do. every before every Friday. Yep. Send this to us at at another <laughs> woodshop <laughs> hot no. awp giveaway <laughs> at gmail.com. Dan can't speak because he's laughing. Uh rustic shake weights. AWP giveaway at, at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Back to the show. Did it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, this next question is from Down Under. Broadcaster. Broadcaster? Oh, it's from Canada? <laughs> oh, my God. Mexico? Uh, it's from Mexico. Right. His name's Ash. Play it. Afternoon, boys. Happy 2021. How the bloody hell are you? Uh, Ash from Woodwork and Whiskers in Australia. Um, just got a question in relation to... Um, Using decals and things like that, I see a lot on cornhole boards over there, which are not something that's common over here, but uh, we have some pretty strict rules in relation to uh, merchandising and stuff like that. So I was wondering, because I see a lot over there that have um, decals on them, uh, do you have issues in America with that sort of thing with copyright and all that crap? Uh, interested in your thoughts. Cheers. I'll take this one first only because I recently had an Etsy listing taken down because it had the word Lego in it. What? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the rules are there. It seems like by and large companies aren't going to come after people who are making like one-off things. Now, this is not another Woodshop Podcast's uh, official legal stance and we're not giving you uh, legal guidance right now, but it seems like if you make like a one-off custom item with a logo on there, I mean, I see accounts that are making like signs and cornhole boards and things like that with very obviously copyrighted team logos yep. on there. So I'm always like, whoa, that's crazy. But, um, you know, doesn't seem like there's repercussions. So, but are also probably not making, you know, $300,000 a year selling the same item over and over again. They're probably doing a bunch of different custom ones. So, is that the limit? Uh, I don't know. That's just my $300,000. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a cutoff. <laughs> just a number I pulled out of my butt. But I, I mean, I imagine if you're hit a certain dollar amount, <clears throat> uh, there's going to be issues and they're going to want either you're going to get a cease and desist or you're going to be like, you're going to see something saying, hey, you're going to have to send us some money um, via lawsuit. <laughs> so, Pete. It's it's a real like gray area for me. Uh we've talked about this in the past and I have, have been since then told by a semi-lawyer friend of mine that like you guys are kind of just like giving it like rough advice because we we really don't know. The legality of it is no, you're not you're not allowed to do it. Right. Legally, right. none of them, whether it's a Chevy logo or a, a football team or whatever. We've been sued You're- twice because Dan mentions his Silverado. God damn it, you did it again. <laughs> oh, I mentioned God. Now the church is going to sue us. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> you, legally, you are technically, you're not, none, none of us are allowed to do that. You're using someone else's intellectual property to monetize. make money, to monetize. Technically, you're not allowed to do it. 
But yes, you can get away with it. Sometimes, I mean, if I'm making it for myself and I just, I love, a, I, well, Dan's a Silverado, Toyota for runners or Subarus. I love Subarus. I want to make Subaru logos, whatever. I make it for my shop. Cool. I have it up, whatever. The second I stop, I start uh, to monetize it and sell it. It's on my Etsy or whatever. You're opening yourself up to more potential yeah. trouble than that listing is worth. Yes. And yeah, I know exactly sure. what he's talking about. A lot of people doing these custom logos and stuff. I think they're super cool. I think it's awesome that people are able to do these. It's to me personally, it's not worth the potential legal repercussions because you think, hey, Lego is too big to care about someone making a listing. Guess what? You know, Mike Gilligan Coffee over here gets his listing taken down because he's making building block uh, trays or whatever you call them now. It said Legos. I mean, yeah, I called them building well, block trays, but for well, sure, like a company like trade. that, you hear you. I've heard how litigious they are, but they for sure just. I mean, on a site like Etsy, for sure, there's people with every company looking up their yeah, name, probably on that running site. algorithms or or yeah. what have you. They just search Box. Lego, and Mike came up at the top because he's his page yeah. is fire. So it came up at the top, and they were like, "No, we want our money, or you stop." So yeah. But Dan, what do you think? Be careful. I'm I'm gonna ditto to everything ditto you and you and Mike yeah. said. Thank you. Just because you see it on the internet we went doesn't way mean longer it's than true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this next one is from I hope I say it right. Brenton with Fox and West. Hey, Mike and Dan. This is Brenton from Fox and West in New Hampshire. Uh, thought this question would be topical uh, as we're leaving cutting board season. Wait. So earlier this year, is this the? Hold on. I'm going to actually stop it. This question was very long and it's gets the, it goes for a long ways. And the question ends up just becoming, are you team chamfer or team roundover? I almost threw my phone. Brenton, thank you for calling in with the question, so mad. but it was such a long, it was such a long buildup to ask if you're team chamfer or team roundover. So I'm going to let, so Dan my family was born in England in 19, 19- Oh two. Ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> All of it is nineteen ninety-four. That's the year. No, ninety-seven, ninety-seven. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I personally like chamfers, but you know, the client dictates whatever they want. I always give them an option. That's that's my Next. answer, Pete. Chamfer Next. deep chamfer. I, I just go for chamfers, but like, chamfers. I also round over. Chamfers. Yeah, I said it right. I said no, it right. No, you didn't. Chamfer. No, you didn't. You don't say champagne. You say champagne. This ain't okay? France. So suck it. Hey. I, I'm I'll come right. to Jersey and put my foot up your butt. It's I not- would love for you to visit. That would be so nice. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> um, But really, it's whatever the client wants. We'll do both. I personally like chamfers. They look nicer. Uh, chamfers also look nice, the, although they're spelled wrong. And uh, roundovers are okay. Mike, I'm team edge treatment. It doesn't matter. It just depends on the piece. Who cares? Edge treatment. I'm so stupid. It doesn't matter stupid. to me. Just get whatever matches the thing. So. I'm team. Um, I'm team general. Whatever. <laughs> team general most finishes. agreeable answer. <laughs> um, Brenton, thank you for calling in. That was a well thought out and long question. But we could have gotten to, are we team chamfer or team rounder? Please write us again. <laughs> um, this next question is from a guy who has children. And I know that. Jake. Because his name's Josh the Dad. Oh, yeah. 
Hey guys, it's Jay the D. Yeah, Josh the Dad, one of the big IG, coming at you with a question. Now, originally I wasn't going to send in a question because I've been out of the shop for about oh, a week and a half, two weeks now, kind of relaxing after Christmas break. But I've been helping some other makers animate their logos. And I had an interesting comment sent back to me about, from one of them, I guess, and said, ah, well, I'm not sure how to use it yet, but I look forward to learning. And I thought, hmm. Now, I do a lot of video editing for my church and school, and I use Vegas Pro. And in 2021, my goal is to learn Adobe Premiere, which is a step up, I think, for me. And so I look forward to that. But now I'm a techie guy, so I know all the f- a lot of the free video stuff. But I'm curious, what do you guys use to edit your videos and to get them posted out there to the, to the Tuber and to Instagram and to the fake book and all that kind of stuff? All right. Have a great week. Dan, what do you I use? use, I like to use InShot, and Mike has turned me on to uh, an app called LumaFusion that I use on my phone and my iPad, and Luma is what I've been using to edit my, my YouTube videos lately. I think it's a fantastic little app. Pete? Uh, so, ditto on both of those. I use both of those as well. Mostly InShot because it's just quick and dirty. It's so we just quick. need to make a it's so quick. Uh LumaFusion I have not learned it enough, but I played around with it and I really like the it's crazy the capability they fit into an iPad app. It's actually really, really cool. Um another one I use is uh you know some other resources I use, obviously um I actually make a lot of my stuff and this might not be like logos and whatever, but the stuff I make to make, uh, in if directly in, uh, Vetric Aspire does a lot of the work that I need to do in there. I know some people actually straight up design and make their stuff right in, uh, uh, what's the one that your comes videos? with X-Carve? Not videos, but I thought they meant like, no, he asked videos, for videos. Oh, for videos. Oh, never mind then. What are you for, talking sorry. about? <laughs> I thought you were talking about like actual, Cot like things they make as well, but oh no, the never video. mind. InShot, LumaFusion, and it's like what the heck? Probably that's the only two I use. Um, what's the one? Uh, DaVinci Resolve. I started learning that, and I really like it. It's very, in, uh, it's intuitive, but also a, a steep learning curve. Uh, so that's that's the three I use as well. Uh, Mike, I currently only use LumaFusion for everything. Damn. Um. Everything's LumaFusion for me. It's a really powerful app. Um, and if anyone's got questions about it, ask Pete. Um, and then I just got the uh, – I just got the um, – no, if you have any questions about LumaFusion, I am I am really efficient in there, I would say. He I can really, really slap stuff out like quick. You, so. you uh, edit the podcast in there, don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it has an audio kind of like – it's like six live tracks. Like, actually, it might be more than that now, but – um, it's at least six live tracks in there, and it doesn't matter if it's video or audio. It works really well. It's a very powerful program. It has a lot of features. It has you can you can do um, uh, audio editing. I mean, like you can actually do filters in the audio so that it'll clean up like like a uh, bit buzzing and high pitched sounds and stuff hmm. like that. So it's got a lot of really great features in there. I, I really like it. And I, like I said, I do the whole podcast in here. I kind of wish there was the podcast a desktop sounds great. version. Yes, me too. Well, so it's really powerful. Um, so they're ta- they're testing the beta 
of the for Apple oh, devices really? for MacBooks. <gasps> yeah, so they're testing that now. So there's been screenshots in the uh, subreddit for LumaFusion of people who are who are testing it currently. Mike, so, would you ever um, potentially make a video on some LumaFusion tips for starters? I definitely would if there was enough interest. I've had a lot interest. of people ask me. There's um, at least two interests right here, and we're more yeah. Important. So I mean, it's really quick. Like I, I was thinking about like recording me editing. I was trying to figure out a way to me to show recording editing the video of me showing how to do LumaFusion. I was trying to make that inception happen for that video. I don't you know can how to do, do it though. You can do that. I know. I know. I gotta. F- I want to do that. I gotta figure that out. So no, no, no. There's um, no figuring it out. Plug it into your computer with a USB cable. QuickTime will record your iPad screen as if it's a input. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll talk off off camera. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to. I want to do that really bad. But um, I just bought. I've got the MacBook Pro coming. I got the one <gasps> with the M1 chip. It's coming hopefully any day. I mean, it's in Oakland now. Uh, it got in here from China the other day. You could so walk there from I'm, where you're at and get it, right? I China. would rather not walk to Oakland, um, but it's cool. Um, so, uh, but that's going to be landing, and I bought uh, Final Cut Pro with that. So, I'll probably be doing all my YouTube – not probably. I'll definitely be doing all my YouTube videos on Final Cut, and I'll be uh, doing all my Instagram videos and every all the small, like, quick consumable stuff on LumaFusion. But I kind of have the feeling that I might hop over entirely to Final Cut. So, but I do love LumaFusion. It's a really powerful app. Like, you can do a lot in there. I've been very happy with it. So, yep. Um, this next question is from Kyle Nance. He's gonna fly, he's gonna flex on us about his dope shop he's getting built. Hey there, yes. it's Kyle with Four Nances Design Co. And I'm currently building a new shop and was wondering what are some things that might be overlooked by some people, but would be a great feature in a new shop build. Besides tools, I got most tools that I would need to get started with, but just wondering some other things that might get overlooked. Thank you. Well, I ju- I'll go real quick, Dan. Mine's will be fast. I just got done remodeling my shop, and I'm going to have to say electricity. Dan? You son of a... <laughs> Were you going to say electricity? <laughs> yes. Uh, make, <laughs> make sure there's enough electricity, uh, the outlet you want. Uh, yep. A lot of tools these days are going to run on 220. Make sure you have enough 220 outlets. You want that. They last longer. Absolutely. And And quite honestly, if I had a dream shop, I'd want a urinal every 10 feet. Everything's a urinal if you're brave enough. Just get a sawdust bucket. Yes. Can you imagine how bad that would smell in the summer? (laughs) (laughs) A Homer bucket full of sawdust. Maybe a cot. In a sh- in a shower, I don't know. Yeah, Pete, what you got? Uh, so yeah, power. Uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Glenn Guarino, lo- local woodworker here. He redid a shop a couple months ago, and literally every eight feet there is two one ten and one two twenty plug in his shop. That's what I've all got all around. So he's constantly redoing a shop and he's able to do that. It just power, like Mike said, power is very important, but make sure you have both options. I think that's available. the most important thing right now. Yeah. And honestly, mm-hmm. this one thing that a lot of us use in the house that don't really think about a lot in the food shop. Food processor. A food processor and <laughs> internet. Some kind of slop sink. A sink. 
I think a sink is very important oh, yeah. in a shower. I would, that and it would be, be a super really handy. nice luxury item. I know we were joking around in a pre-show about like shower, whatever. There's some guys out there with a full bathroom and shower. And when you have people stop by your house, your wife doesn't want you to bring random strangers into your living room or whatever to, for, to use the bathroom. So bathroom would Why be nice. Why is your bathroom in the I, living room? It's off the living room. His house Sorry. is weird, dude. It's weird. It's like a bubble. But at the very least, a sink would be really nice in a lot of our shops. I mean, let's be real. Like, I could use a sink every single day. Just True. You know, true, true, true. Don't paint down. Man, I literally can't think of a time I would need a sink in the shop. Well, that's maybe you, but me and Dan are on board. On no, sink. I just can't think of a like, time where I'm like, man, I wish I had a sink in here. I just never, you never, about, you never you get like, glue on paint? your hands? Yeah, glue or old paint. You got to dump yeah, it down a sink. Rub it together. It falls right off. Paint. I don't know it's about a, the joke. Paint. I don't know about the paint, Tom. <laughs> you're you're right. I'm on it's board like with the glue. But the paint, you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, to each their, their own. Bro. But get if if you need a sink, listen to these guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't like know what the that. Means it sounds like an insult, but it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Shower. Um, the next question. Yeah, like a bath. Like if you had a shop separate from your house, I think like a full bathroom would be nice. Absolutely. So you know, get all cleaned up there and go in there. But um, yeah, uh, this next one's from Moses Cho. He's the cho. chosen one. Let my wood people show. Hey, another Woodshop podcast. This is Moses Cho with Chosen Craft Co. So my question for you is, what is the worst thing you've done to a client? And I don't know if they're all listening, but I, I don't mean like hiding mistakes or you know, something that that you've fixed and then made it look nice. I guess that counts too, but something that, you know, only you know. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Dan's got quite the story, and he's waving his hands very aggressively, so this is going to be bad. You better listen. Jazz hands. I drew. <laughs> I drove down to their house. With a with a with a machete, the walnut desk had no adhesive in it. They don't know. Walnut desk was jammed put into the corner. With duct tape. It's just it jammed into the corner of their house. No, uh, it's, it's such a tight fit. If you, if you go back in my profile on IG, you'll see that I made a uh, a solid cherry headboard. That was for like a friend of mine. It was they were a client. They paid me, but it was also for a friend of mine, and. We have a disagreement on music choices, so to speak. Mm. He likes country. No, he likes... And you like rock and roll? He likes indie stuff. And I wrote, Nickelback is the greatest band alive in one of the glue-ups. So it'll never be found until it comes apart. And it's not going to come apart because I'm a professional woodworker. <laughs> that's that's what I've done. I put, I put, I put, I put messages... In glue ups, I do that really? to a lot of did my you, clients. Did you put a message in the glue up of the uh, the most recent picture frame? Perhaps, because then I'd be able to read it afterwards. No, <laughs> I won't post that. Nobody will ever see it. <laughs> Mike, uh, the worst thing I've done is I had a guy reach out to me about a job, and I just never got back to him. That's about the worst thing I could think. I mean, I just never responded to the guy. I just lo- the email got lost, and he messaged me like, "Hey man, do you want this job? I have cash in hand." I'm like, "Oh man, I feel terrible." Anyway, I just completely missed it. It's I really don't like missing uh, 
customer requests, but you know, I didn't write something good about Nickelback on someone's furniture. That's for sure, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Missed opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, I haven't really made a lot of like big hidden mistakes that I wanted to hide from people. But glue ups. The, the one I guess no, I guess the glue ups. But for me, it was uh. Early on when I was making cutting boards, it was one of the first or second seasons that I was making cutting boards for holidays. Yeah, cutting boards, right? Um, I remember sanding this whole board or a bunch of boards like to, you know, to 220, nice and smooth. And then I cut the chamfer with a really crappy Harbor Freight bit. And <laughs> that was definitely not 220. But of course, I hit the entire thing with oil and sent it out. And a couple boards went out to customers, and then I felt the other boards that I did the same thing to, and I was like, oh, oh, oh this is like 40 grit on these chamfers. <laughs> but it's just, pop- just popped with oil. Ch- 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 chamfer? Am I saying it right? Chamfer? Ch- chamfer. Ch- That's right. You got You nailed Sorry. it, champ. <laughs> I am the... Stop. Champion. 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 Uh, <laughs> we are the champions. I had the like glass smooth cutting boards with like 40 grit chamfers on it. Ugh. But that was. You're a never monster. Again. I'm a monster. They never noticed. They never noticed. That's all Realistically, they probably wouldn't notice. Yeah. They don't know any better. Um, We're moving right along. We're actually yes, getting to these questions faster than I thought it would. This next one's actually the last one, and it's from Nick with Windsell Woodworks. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Nick from Windsell Woodworks, and I have a question about shop upgrades. So I'm looking to upgrade both my joiner and my planer. I would like to get a 8-inch helical head joiner and a 15 or probably 20-inch helical head uh, planer. Both of these are pretty big expenses. I would like to buy both of them at the same time. Probably not going to be able to happen, uh, but maybe. Still deciding. But my question to you all is, if you had to do one before the other, which would it be and why? Currently, I have a 6-inch straight knife joiner. Not a bench top. It's an old Steel City, probably like 10 years old. They're not even in business anymore. And the uh, DeWalt uh, lunchbox planer. Works fine. Super loud, little inconvenient, but you know, gets the job done. Anyway, um, thanks, thanks for doing a great podcast. Thanks for answering. Glad to be a patron now, and uh, keep up the good work. Pete, you're pointing to yourself, so I can only assume that means you want to answer. Yeah, he lists he listed a decent joiner and a awful planer. So I'm gonna say planer because you can get by with a six inch straight knife uh, joiner, but the that lunchbox planer is not gonna cut it, buddy. If you're going to be upgrading, upgrade big with that first. That's just my thought. Mike, what do you think? I think go with the big planer first as well because you can make yeah. a jointer sled. If you got a 20-inch planer, you can make a huge jointer sled and you can join. I mean, I have I have a big jointer, but I've used my pl- my my jointer sled on my planer or planer sled or whatever um, on my planer to joint some huge wide boards. I mean, now I've got other options, but – uh, a big planer is awesome. A big jointer is also awesome, but a big, I mean, 20 inches, there's no, you're not gonna be able to afford a 20 inch jointer. I mean, <laughs> a 20 inch planer <laughs> is amazing. So yeah. Dan, same answer. Absolutely. 
if you have a 20 yeah. inch planer, you, my friend, have a 20 inch jointer. If you just make a yep. uh, a planer sled. So yes, planer first. It's more work for sure. Uh, there's a reason joiners exist, but yeah, it's definitely going to get the job done quick and uh, do really well. So for sure. Um, I didn't think we'd get through these questions so quick. So you guys were right. So told you so. Um, so now we got to BS for 15 minutes. <laughs> nope. Or we call it. I quits. would like to say big thank you to what's that, Dan? Or we call it quits. Yeah, yeah. No. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> um, I mean, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Not really. No, I'm either. I, I know what I want to talk. What? Go, go ahead. No, what do you, what do you got? What do you got? Well, it's I've just got, got all awkward. Yeah, I know. What do you want me to do? No, Dan, hey. lean in. <laughs> yeah, everyone, lean in. Everybody, no. lean in. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Hey, what? Uh, What's going on? This is the What's this is a terrible outro. Uh, big thank you to Bear Hollow for supporting the show. Please give them some love. Go give them some support. Check out their Instagram page and their website. They really do have some cool hardware. I've bought stuff from them many many times and i really do like them a lot they do have so, dope hardware they do they they do a good job and they uh they really want to make sure that the customer is happy so uh big thank you to them uh we appreciate them supporting us uh everyone who supports us from listening and sharing we love you everyone who supports us on the patreon page another woodshop or uh, i guess it's patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast uh thank you to everyone who supports us over there there's like a hundred and 13 of you now, 120 now, that's bonkers. Whoa. Oh, is it really? Yeah, There's. it's crazy. The thing keeps growing, and we're just so proud of that, and we're so happy that there's enough of you that like what we're doing um, that we get to keep doing it. So, <laughs> big thank you to you. Give us uh, the five-star reviews if you could. Um, check us all out on Instagram. T- I think Pete's on TikTok? No. Yeah, I am now. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, Insta- yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Check us all out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts, Facebook Short, yeah, YouTube. You know, we're all over there. We're active. We're all trying to really focus on a lot of things this year. So, check us out over there. We all have Etsy stores. If you want to check out our Etsy stores and give us some support there, if there's something interested in, if you check, want to check out, check out those. The podcast has its own Etsy store and its own YouTube channel. It's like a real person. So go check it out. Uh, we got some good. We got some. <laughs> I think we got some really great merchandise over on the Another Woodshop Podcast Etsy store. A lot of T-shirts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shirts, and uh, we got some stuff that I need to get for myself. So uh, we love and thank you for all your support. Please keep sharing the show and telling people that you think would like the show about the show. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, I think that's kind of it. Uh, next week's 45. We're only five away from 50. That's stupid. Whoa, what? Uh, six away from 50. Two more after that, and it's a year. And it's a year, yeah. Yeah. Um and then there's some other news coming down the pipe. We uh know that the vaccine for the for COVID is starting to roll out now, so we're starting to courtesy of another Wish podcast. Yep, we actually came up with that. We're <laughs> yeah. very proud of it. Due to all your Patreon money, we were able to research and come up with <laughs> yep. the cure for COVID. You're very welcome. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if we can claim that. If you, we all edit all another Witch Out podcast <laughs> backwards spells Moderna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vic, uh, you know that's starting to roll out. So we 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 have big plans to um, ha- at least we w- we're going to be at meetups and we want to actually host some meetups this year. So there's definitely those are those are there's not a going plan away. For at least two. I mean, there's going to be at least two this year. I mean, obviously, COVID related or, or COVID we'll pending. We'll see what happens. But there's there's one that uh, we were talking about in Salt Lake City. They had kind of fallen by the wayside just because of all the surge in numbers. But that's not off the table. It's just a matter of COVID slowing down so we can make it happen. And then yep. it's a matter of timing. We go to the East Coast. Yep, it's all timing. We want to go to the East Coast and we want to go to the Middle America as well. Come on. 
So um, oh, Dan wants to go to uh, Omaha for obvious uh, reasons. He's very lazy. So we Chicago uh, is kind of nice this time of year. Omaha is uh, super nice this time of year. <laughs> those things <laughs> will happen. Point. It will happen. I'm very stubborn. So is Dan. So is Pete. It will happen. It's just a matter yes. of timing. So uh, we want that to happen. We want to meet as many of you as we can. Open mouth kisses or open mouth hugs, <laughs> I should say. And we want to uh, make AWP Con happen. That's whoa! Calm down. Three days, <laughs> Anaheim. We're just all AWP fans. We're all going to all one hundred and ten of you. AWP host and yeah. cosplay. <laughs> Guys dressed up as a Polish flag. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> hey, it's Pete. So, it's <laughs> a mic with a Polish flag coming out of it. <laughs> All right, this show's really stupid. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye. Love you all. Bye. <laughs>